0: Well, I'll show it's 5 o'clock, so we will get started. First of all, I'd like to welcome everyone tonight. I uh, appreciate you coming out and being with us for our evening Bible study. Uh, I did want to address a comment that was made earlier today uh, regarding hiking and the, the understanding and agreement is, is what happens on the trail is supposed to stay on the trail. <clears throat> but apparently that's not the case here. But he's been voted out of the club, so it's not a problem. We've had some great lessons uh, regarding the fruit of the spirit. Uh, I regret that I'm the one that's having to follow Aiden Brown after the great job that he did last week. But uh, that's the way the schedule fell, so here we go. Um, First of all, um, Galatians 5, 22, 23, <clears throat> but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there are no law. So our lesson tonight is on self-control. So does anyone here besides me have a problem with self-control? You don't have to raise your hand, but a bunch of hands went up. Well, I think that is something that we can all look at uh, as it is a fruit of the Spirit and something that we need to work towards. So we will look at some of this tonight and talk about how perhaps we can gain more self-control in our spiritual walk. There's so many areas in our life that self-control is important. Our ability to exercise self-control also helps us to avoid temptation and so we must exercise self-control in many areas as you think about different areas that we're involved in our lives our our family honoring and respecting our other family members Uh, in our personal lives managing our health diet exercise those things that we need to do for our personal lives our relationships with our friends we need to exercise self-control there are in our businesses our co-workers our employees supervisors customers clients all we need to be able to exercise self-control in those relationships Uh, spiritually uh, keeping god's word managing those relationships with our christian brothers and sisters all these are very important and also our commitments our commitment and following through on the things that we commit to do or we should be doing. I know when I started some 40 years ago in our family business, in the real estate auction business, I was primarily a commission salesperson. So that meant reaching out, and at that time we'd cut these little ads out of the paper and <clears throat> in the evening we'd come in and we'd get on the phone and call property owners about our services and try to set up appointments for the following day or sometime during that week. And that was always so hard for me. And it was just something that I had to really exercise self-control or self-discipline as we use in the business world to do that and to be successful. So self-control is something in so many areas of our life is so important. So what I'd like for us to do is look at God's word on how we can do better in our journey to exercise self-control. Second Peter uh, ch- uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to your goodness knowledge, and knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second 2 Peter Chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. So self-control is a quality that keeps us from being ineffective uh, or unproductive in our knowledge of the Lord. So why is self-control one of these topics that we often avoid looking at? Uh, Is it because it reminds us how often we fall short? And perhaps it is. But... It's important and in, in the trait self-control is mentioned 174 different times throughout God's word. Plus similar words are also such as discipline 169 times, moderation 25 times, uh, abstain 16 times. So therefore self-control must be an area that's important to God and in God's word as it is throughout the book. So in God's view, our gain of self-control is a part of our progression toward Christ's likeness. In fact, the Apostle Paul included it in his list of basic qualities that a believer should cultivate. So as we looked at just a moment ago, Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindliness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So what does self-control mean in Galatians 5, 22? Against such things, there's no law. Self-control is one of the most important fruits to possess. Self-control helps us to resist temptation and avoid conforming to the world and to the things of the world. So self-control will help us avoid temptation that we all face as Christians, and we'll talk about that. So those who are in Christ are distinguished from unbelievers, enabling them to bear fruit. So the scripture gives us message that self-control sets us apart from the world and helps equip us better to serve well. So what does self-control look like and how do we get more of it? First of all, let's look at what is self-control. The Merriam-Webster definition for self-control reads, restraint exercised over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires. And then the Oxford language echoes this, and then adds, as afraid, especially in difficult situations. For me personally, uh, when I'm under a lot of stress, or I'm tired, or I'm hungry, or all those things, i found I get impatient and grumpy. And I do exercise, or I do not exercise, that is, self-control in my personal emotions in those circumstances as well as I should. But the, sh- the Bible shows us positive effects of self-control. Uh, first of all, it's a sign that we're growing in wisdom. Proverbs 16:32, "Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city." So it, pos- it positively affects our whole self, mentally, physically, or emotionally. And then Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. In view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. So it helps us as we respond rightly to difficult trials and situations. And then in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, James 1, 2 through 4, Consider it a poor joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That perseverance finishes work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything." That sounds pretty good to me. So let's look at some scriptures that talk about self-control. The book of Proverbs gets pretty personal and practical comparing those that have this trait to those without. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool gives vent to his spirit... But a wise man quietly holds it back. And then Proverbs 13, verse 3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. And he who opens wide his lip comes to ruin. So it really talks about the importance of us being able to exercise self-control. And if we do these things, how if we apply them into our lives, how much better we are in our spiritual walk. But the New Testament also um, applies self-control to different aspects of our church life as well and then we'll look at some of those uh, first of all uh, James chapter 1 22 and verse 26 do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says and those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves and their religion is worthless So, so many of these scriptures come down to us being able to control those things we say and things that we do and help us manage relationships as well. And so, uh, I think James chapter 1, 22 and 26, those verses really help point out the importance of us controlling those things that we not only do, but those things that we say. Also, in a message speaking to the qualifications of the elders in 1 Timothy 3 Verses two and three. This is a very important trait: self-control. As it reads, now the overseers to be able to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, honorable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness or violence, but gentle, not quarrelsome, and not a lover of money. So, if it's important for our, shelter, our, our shepherds to exercise self-control. We know it's important for us as well. So who are some biblical figures, uh, that, and you can help me out here, that showed the trait of self-control? Who are some biblical figures that come to mind? Yes, Cheryl. Job did. Yes, Job did. Uh, Absolutely. Who else? Who? I'm sorry, Jeff, can't hear you. Oh, yes. Yep. Who else? How about Joseph? He was sold into slavery, temptation, imprisonment, and continued to live with uh, integrity and excellence. Then Daniel. Daniel faced death but stayed faithful to God. Then Jesus, her ministry began with a time of temptation directly from Satan and then uh, ended on the cross but he never wavered from his father's will. Paul. Paul dealt with threats and trials, but his passion for preaching the gospel continued to remain strong throughout his life. Anyone else come to mind? How about someone that didn't exercise good self-control? Yeah. Yep. David. David. Amen. David and Bathsheba. So you see, uh, we see throughout the Bible, and we can look back today and see those that did exercise <clears throat> excuse me self-control and those that did not. So what's important to us as Christians today is is how can we get more self-control? And let's look at that. So as Christians, we need to remember that the power to grow in this area doesn't come from our own strength, does it? Uh, We can try to do better and even succeed sometimes, but only for a time. In Romans 7, uh, verse 18, excuse me, Romans 7, verse 18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So we have to pray and we have to rely on God and the Holy Spirit to help us and continue to strive to maintain self-control. Thankfully, God in His grace promises to mature this fruit of the Spirit in us so it becomes second nature. That's what we really need, is we need self-control to become second nature in our walk as a Christian. So let's look at a couple of verses here on how we can get more self-control. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. I love this verse. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Boy, I can think of circumstances I've been in where uh, I was like, good Lord, help me out of this one, and, and was able to do so. And so God will provide us a way out. And 1 Corinthians 10:13 tells us that if we'll remain faithful to God. Also 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For the fruit of the Spirit, for the Spirit of God, excuse me, for the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So the Spirit God gave us doesn't make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So Jesus experienced his experience can bolster our spirits when we feel like we're weak in self-control. Hebrews chapter four verse fifteen. But well, we need not have a high priest who is unable to empathize empathize with our weakness, but we all have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. So I mean, we've got. Jesus, who's walked on this earth, who's been tempted in his time in many ways, just as we are today, and yet he did not sin. So we know that we can work to exercise our self-control so that we will not sin as well. So let's look at just a couple real practical points on how we can practice self-control. Here's five ways to help improve self-control and build good habits. First of all, number one, remove temptation we're not wired to consistently resist temptation and a study found that most people uh, resist temptation the best way for them is to remove temptation if you think about that those of us that have years past smoked and what we tried to do to quit smoking and the first thing you did was get rid of all the cigarettes out of the house so uh, that's an example that just came to mind right away but but to to resist temptation uh, is to remove those things that cause us to be tempted. Also, measure your progress. Uh, there's things that you know you work on. You keep notes on how you're doing. You know if you're losing weight. How did I do today? Or what did I eat today? Or what did I not eat today? Keep notes and uh, goals and measure your progress as you go also learned how to manage stress. Uh, I keep referring to a diet because in a lot of ways, that's a very common way of exercising self-control. But have you found yourself, if you were dieting, or anything else for that matter, but when you came under a lot of stress, the diet went right out the window, or whatever it was you were trying to control went right out the window. And uh, that can happen as well. So our ability to manage stressful situations can help us better exercise self-control. And also prioritize things. Uh, So many times we lose control because we're trying to take on too much. And what's important is is to prioritize what's important our spiritual and our family and our business and basically in those orders. And those are our priorities. And let's just make sure there's not too much other noise out there that can cause us to to get away from what's important and create situations where we're not maintaining and exercising our self-control. And then number five, forgive yourself. Referring once again to that diet. But basically it said, when you fall off on it, Next morning, get back up and get back on that bike and try to uh, ride again, and that's what it says. So forgive yourself. We will all make mistakes. Uh, we will all fall short, and we got to pray about it, and we got to try to work to get back on track, maintaining self-control. So our part is to keep seeking God's will, trusting that he will give us what we need to follow it. Uh, Galatians 5.16 says... So I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So that's important. If we can just maintain walking by the Spirit and doing God's will, we will find that we will not be gratifying our flesh. So learning to live with more self-control can be challenging. Because it's a process. It just doesn't happen. It's a process. And God will do some weeding out of old habits. And that's what we have to do. We've got to weed out the old habits and the old attitudes and work to become uh, with more self control. And if we welcome the changes, our hearts and our minds will be stronger and they will be purer as we maintain more self control. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And that's what we need as we work to exercise more self-control. Also, spiritual self-control cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. We need God's help, and we need to pray to God that we can have the strength we need to maintain our self-control. So we need to depend on Him and draw upon the power and the strength that we have been given through Christ, through the Holy Spirit, in order to practice the self-control that we need well. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, Therefore be of sound mind, self-controlled, and sober in prayer. So we need to pray for, to practice self-control and to stay strong in our effort to maintain and manage our self-control. In 2 Peter chapter 1, 5 and 6, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with endurance, and endurance with godliness. That's important as we think about 2 Peter 1, 5 and 6. So why is self-control important? If you lack self-control, you'll be just controlled by your whims. You'll just go anywhere and everywhere and not stay on track toward your goals and those things that you need to be doing or we need to be doing spiritually. And you think about Christ, you know, Christ gave up his life so that we could be set free from sin and death. and This freedom is meant for us to glorify God. And uh, so when we give up the life ruled by desires, that time uh, that come and go, but you discover the better and more meaningful life that God has for us. And when we die to ourself and we surrender to God's way over our own way, we will have a more beautiful and fulfilled life on the other side so as we wrap up there's a couple points for us uh, as we take a look at what god says about self-control and overcoming temptation number one first of all expect trials and temptations boy in this world today we're going to have trials and temptations aren't we so first of all expect them be prepared for them where we're not caught off guard and so by being prepared for them Uh, Being a Christian, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Life is not easy. And as we often say, it's full of hills and valleys as we go through life. And we've just got to remember that it's not going to be easy and expect trials and temptations. But while we are in this world and in our earthly bodies, we will be tempted just as Jesus was. So expect trials and temptations. 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, don't be astonished at the fiery trial which has come upon you to test you as though a strange thing happened to you. And then number two, we have power in Christ. Philippians 4.13, love that verse. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And then number three, you never have to battle alone. And the Holy Spirit will help us overcome temptations. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, as we looked at earlier, God is faithful who will not allow you to be attempted above what you're able, but will with, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you'll be able to endure it. So that's good news as is that is, is if we really try, God will provide an out for us as well. <clears throat> and then last of all, remember, prayer is our weapon. Matthew 6.13, when you feel like you're struggling with self-control, pray to be rescued from temptation. In what's known as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Any comments or thoughts on self-control as we wrap up?